This is the Old Trailblazer broadcast. This is Pastor Albert Pendarvis, the Old Trailblazer, riding out on old Dan. Come on, Dan, let's go. Let's get up. Got to get getting. Let's let's get busy. We're out here bringing God's message, and we've been here now quite a few days on this study on the home, and we're getting much uh, response, good response, I call it. Folks are being complimentary of their when they call me and tell me they, how much they appreciate it. And I know, I know myself. You don't hear, you don't hear many of our preachers and pastors and uh, theologians speaking about those things. But we're here. The Lord laid them on my heart because I see the downgrade. I see the falling away. I see the how our homes are being disrupted and how their homes have gone to to pot, so to speak. And uh, the Lord just gave me this uh, in indication that this is what He wanted me to speak about. And I'm bringing you God's word, not not my opinion. I'm not a a philosopher or uh, no i'm just bringing you what the lord said and we're looking there at the woman the queen of the home the lord said uh there in in the verse that we read in our last study but i would have you know that the head of every man is christ and the head of the woman is the man and the head of christ is god we notice there that the man is the head of the woman and is a voice of authority in the home now let's go, go back in detail a little bit and show you God's order for our homes. Here it is. God is the head of Christ. Christ is the head of man. And the man is the head of the woman. And we find further that the parents are the head of the children. When the Lord Jesus Christ, the second person of the Holy Trinity, came into the world, he was born of a woman. He became subject unto his parents to teach us that great truth. Oh, then, listen, he became the subject to his Father in heaven. He said, I come to do thy will, O God. He was submissive to the will of God. And in that respect, God is the head of Christ. Now, Christ is the head of man, and uh, in Christ, man is the head of the woman. The man is to bow in submission to the lordship of Christ. The lordship of Christ is a voice of man's voice of authority. And I know we've touched on some of these things before, but I, I don't think we can say too much along this line because we it's a forgotten doctrine it's forgotten that that the lord has laid down very explicit details for the way our homes are to be uh administered and who the, who the husband is and who the who the woman is but man has placed himself in the place of authority of god and has set him up now as his own authority and this has resulted in a worldwide rebellion you find in the man's heart today against the lordship of christ and I've never in my life witnessed such revolt as we have today against the Lordship of Christ. The Lord is denied, uh, uh, made fun of. Man not only does not bow in submission to the Lord, but he even uses the name of Christ in vain and accounts it as a byword in his utter contempt against the authority and the leadership of our Lord. Let me tell you something, man. There's coming a day, and, and, and that's going to be a sad day. Oh, we sang a song here, there's a great day coming, but there's another day, a sad day coming. And that sad day is coming when you bow, every man will bow both knees to the Lordship of Christ, to the glory of the Father. Now, why not do it here? My friend, my young man, married, coming up now, got a wife and maybe children coming. Why not turn to the Lord now? Well, I'm not talking about joining some church. I'm not joining, maybe shaking hands with the preacher and calling that salvation. I'm not. I'm talking about bowing the knee to the lordship of the Lord Jesus Christ. And that covers the whole 
a spectrum of life, my friend. When when God, when man God uh, becomes a, his head, everything then falls into place. That's right. It falls into place. Let me tell you something. That day is coming. I plead with you. Do it now under grace. Many who are under Holy Spirit conviction, maybe the Lord dealing with you, but you might be in utter rebellion. You say, I'll not have God to rule over me. All right, go on to hell for your trouble. And I even had a woman call me and give me her tongue lashing because I said that. Now, my friend, what am I supposed to do? Here you are, set yourself up as a, as a little, little God in your own opinion, and, and you say, well, I won't have the Lord rule over me. I'll do as I please. I don't believe in no such a thing as God. I don't believe in no such a thing. But my friend, there he is, and you just have to go to hell for your trouble. Now, I'm not being critical. I'm just telling you how it is. Have you ever had anybody be honest with you? Does your pastor be honest with you, my friend? Does your pastor tell you that the soul that sinneth it shall die? Have you ever heard him quote that scripture? The scripture says, the soul that sinneth it shall die. Did you know rebellion is one of the greatest sins in the world? Rebellion against God? Rebellion against taking the, uh, having the voice of authority over you by, man, by God? My friend, you're going to answer for your sin. We saw that in our last study, how that Eve suffered the consequences of her sin by suffering in childbearing, in suffering uh, becoming the, under, God, under man's subjection because of sin. It was all because of sin, my friend. But listen, God will make you, make you bow. There God won't persuade you to do it. There God with his love won't break you to do it. But there with a rod of iron, he'll make you. The deity of Christ is denied everywhere you turn, revolted against. We have a, a worldwide revolt. Oh, I know we have lots of churches. I know we have lots of, lots of modernism and easy believingism and those things that does not do anything for the heart. My friend, do you know what happens when, a, when, a, when the Lord saves a sinner? He gives him a new heart, gives him a new spirit. Rebellion is gone. All of that revolt the average man has today, no regard for God nor man, all that's gone. The Bible says if any man be in Christ, and you can substitute that by saying if any man be saved, if any woman be saved, my friend, let's, let's, let's talk about that for just a moment. If any man is saved, he's a new creature in Christ. We don't see many new creatures today, do we? No, no. We have these radio preachers and TV preachers who tell you that I led so many to Christ last week, all this, blah, 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 blah. That's not anything, my friend. There's a new heart comes. When, when you get saved, you have a new heart, a new, new, new look on life. Everything is new. You have a new head. You have a new master. You have a new rule. But listen, listen, let's go back in our study. Let's look at that other fact. The head of every woman is a man, and the husband shall rule over the woman. Today, there's a great revolt in the heart of women against man's rulership, and they're also against Christ's rulership. That's almost worldwide. You find it so evident. In Ephesians 5, the word of God says, Wives, we read that verse earlier, Wives, submit yourselves to your own husbands as unto the Lord. Now here, here is God's injunction to every wife to submit herself unto her own husband as unto the Lord. Oh, is that being done today? No, ma'am. No, sir. Woman, you listening to me today? Out there, you say, oh, I love the old trailblazer. He's being true. Are you in subjection to your husband? Or have you ever taken your place as a wife of the home? Or are you the old bell cow? You know what old bell cow is? We talk about that a lot. 
back when I was a kid. They had cattle in the woods, and they always put a bell on the old cow that was kind of the leader. And uh, we have bell cows in the church. They don't wear a bell, but most of our, a lot of our preachers, many of our preachers now, when they get up there and they, they begin to get maybe close to the truth on some subject or something, they look over there and the old bell cow wag her head. No, 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 oh, don't go there now, don't go there. Or maybe the piano player, maybe that, maybe the song leader, maybe the head deacon. Oh, but my friend, the preacher knows just how far he can go. He'd be better off going out somewhere and digging taters. I have a preacher call me and said, Pastor, I can't preach like you do. I wouldn't have a job. I said, well, get out. Get out. Give it to them. Give them one last sermon. But my friend, you call yourself a preacher? You call yourself a pastor? And you are, you're afraid? You're afraid of your congregation or what they'll say? Or afraid they'll cut your salary? Afraid they'll get, you, get, get rid of you? Like they do these football coaches now. If they don't win, they get rid of them. Well, preachers the same way. My friend, I, I can't understand that. I told this young preacher, I said, I'd pack my suitcase, bring it up to the chapel, set it down there by the pulpit, and, and, and preach one last message condemning that bunch to hell. I would. I would, my friend. They're your responsibility as long as you stand behind that pulpit. I tell you folks who listen to me, you hear the gospel. You hear the gospel truths, you're going to be held responsible. I know, I know that's all in the Lord's hand. I know that. But it makes me mad, makes me angry for some little whippersnapper to rear up against the Lord, rear up against the word. Like I walking out on the sidewalk here one morning, had a little trail of ants walking across the sidewalk, one right behind the other, some of them packing a little crumb or something. And you put your foot up there and that little thing will rear up. He rears up on his hind legs. All, he, all you have to do is smush him. The Lord, all he has to do is smush you. Did you know the Lord doesn't owe you anything, folks? I know we're getting off our subject. I get, uh, what do you call it, righteous indignation when I see folks who won't have the gospel. And I know I don't have no control over those things. I know that uh, I'm to preach the gospel and let the results rest in the Lord's hand. But my friend, I see you on the way to hell. I see you in rebellion against God. I see some of you. Your homes is just wrecked and ruined because of infidelity and because of sin. I see those things, and I'm not supposed to say anything about it. I treat you as my own children. I, I, I think of you out there as my children, and I'm not to correct you. Oh, the Bible says you just spoil a child if you, if you don't correct them, my friend. But, my friend, I'm, I'm doing it in love. This is, I'm speaking to you in love, wife. Wife, you have a good husband, love him, honor him. Take your place as a wife and not as the head. Will I wear the britches in this house? Well, you may. You may wear them, my friend. But I heard, I heard a fellow say he wears the britches, but his wife tells him which pair to put on. My friend, listen, I know that's a joke, but it, it's, not, it's not funny. It's not funny to see our homes wrecked and ruined and, and uh, no love there. Just no love there. You're just living together. You're not married. You're just living together. You're just shacking up. And maybe maybe you have a legal marriage, but you're not living like the Lord says. You know, we're commanded to love one another. And I told you in our last message, it's some people you can't love. I know I have people that, that I cannot love. I cannot get close to them. They criticize me for everything. And they think they, they look at ulterior motives. And, and, and I try my best to, to be kind and gentle and love them. But my friend, you can only go so far. You can only do so much. You cannot compromise everything just to get along, to get along, to go along or whatever. But my friend, man is the head of wife. He's not a tyrant. He's supposed to love his wife. 
love his children, love his family. But in order to love them, they have to be lovable. You can't love a, a, a biting sow. You can't do it. You, can't, you cannot do it. But my friend, there's enough blame to go around, isn't it? You know, what, you know what would happen if we all took the blame? It'd be a great day, wouldn't it? It'd be a great nation of ours if we took the blame. Oh, I tell you, my friend, it's a corrupt world we live in, and only the Lord, only the grace of God will ever straighten it out. But I, I do hope you'll let me hear from you, hit me with the broadcast, if you will, and then write me and ask for these studies on CDs, and we'll send them to you, and they're very, very inexpensive. I'll offer them for $1 per CD, plus postage, $1. Five messages, and you can give them to your family, your children, or, or somewhere, mail them across the country to somebody, and then... Tell me that you uh, tell me that you want to help me with the broadcast. As I said, you write me, and I'll tell you what these broadcasts in your area cost. I'll tell you, it won't cost, won't, won't bother me. And then pray for me. Remember the old Trailblazer's address. It's Post Office Box 1810, Walker, Louisiana 70785. I just say goodbye till next week. If you missed part of today's broadcast or would like a recording, the old Trailblazer broadcast is now available for download to your phone, to your iPad or computer via podcast. Find out more about our podcast by visiting our website at radiomissions.org. That's radiomissions.org. Oh,